Graves. Yes. I'm not. I'm not a grave skipper. I'm like really slow. Me too. You too. I feel like, but you know, I feel like you do get these little bitty things to help you graduate. You know, it's like first grade, second grade. You know. Yeah. I feel like that. You get those little bitty things. Uh huh. Um, but you know, some people's like, oh no, I don't have to go to college. I just came out of high school and boom, boom. But then other people are like, you know. Yeah, I like to take my time. Yeah. Like, I'm hard on myself because it's just in my blood to just hate yourself and just to be so tough on yourself. Like, if you didn't get 100% on a test, just to hate yourself until you get that perfect score. Uh-huh. Yeah. And just learning all about, like, how to improve yourself. Yeah. Right? Me too. I'm addicted to self-help too. Oh my God. Affirmation. I live in self-help. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Am I learning it? I don't know. I think I am. But, um, it's, it is, it is like. Have you been, have you been through therapy? Yeah. I took some therapy. I had gotten pregnant some years ago. Uh Uh-huh. And, uh, and they suggested just therapy as a new mom, you know, and Yeah. You know what? Parents should have to go through some sort of training before they become parents yeah yeah and you know the more i talk to my friends with kids like my man has kids and you know the way i was raised and how my grandma would handle a situation is just not how you handle it these days you know what i'm saying so i'm sitting on the other end of the phone like oh what he did that i would i would you know that's when the chokehold come in you know and it's just like no you can't do that these days they will call authorities on you and then you're separated from your kid and then you know and then I'm telling it to my homegirl because of course I'm like you know disagreeing in the inside because I don't want to um you know rock the boat in during the conversation but what, but, you, what um, you really want to do is smack them no that's what that's my natural reaction it's like <laughs> everybody it? needs a smack and everybody is could that just because get you smacked. were smacked yes you know okay what I'm let's talk about getting smacked as kids from your parents yeah Okay, because we both have that in common. Okay. Okay. I think You that... first. <laughs> cool. I'm going to push you in the pool. I'll talk about my abuse first. Okay. No, I usually um... start with poo. If you want to start with poo to like get on a lighter note to get us warmed up, you can start with poo. No, I don't. I don't. But you're good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm always on a, a lighter note. Um, but I... no, it's like all these... All these parents these days, they don't smack their kids. Yeah. And I want that to happen. I want people to be able to teach their children that you can curb behavior without having to use violence because violence begets violence. You know, I feel you. But. You do say violence begets violence because for years I felt the rage in the inside and it was because I probably was not feeling defended all of those years you know what I'm saying just somebody yeah, just, just smacking you and whipping so you and this and that. yeah so I can feel that but I feel sometimes as a teenager now I'm not with the smacking all the time but I do feel like some of these teenagers they need the chokehold you know what I'm saying no I I know I was I was gonna say there was a but to that of like, okay. yes, parents shouldn't hit their kid. Hitting your kids is bad. Look at us. That's why we do what we do. And freaking make ourselves miserable trying to perfect every performance that we do every single night. Whereas normal people can just live normal lives and be happy doing whatever they're doing to just make an existence. 
Are they happy though? Because the dream chaser lives, whether the dream chaser is rich or poor, I would say middle of the road, ambitious dream chaser still experiences the rock star life, which is, I couldn't even imagine nine to five. Like I would just that's not the life for me. You know what I'm saying? So are they happy? Because there's a different thing. I, I, I mean, I guess if you're chasing the passion in you or you're exercising that passion, even on the nine to five, because like my mom, like lo- she's a uh, professor and she loves it. Like that Your is Your mom's her a passion. professor? My mom what is does a she professor. Teach? Uh, nursing. So wow. Yes. Nursing. But she's also the assistant dean. So oh her my god, is you up. guys are so hoity toity. <laughs> well, I no, have no, no, my daddy is an like... ex crackhead though. <laughs> oh, your dad is an ex crackhead? Ex crackhead. But I mean, you know, thank God he's been clean for like seven your years. Your mom but... just had low standards. At the time. At the time, and At then the time. she and then they started rocking out in life. No, she's always been rocking out because he I think what it is is my mom has always had the high standards and he had high standards for himself and she was attracted to the artist because you know my dad was a singer, he was in a band, they were traveling, all that same stuff. And then the disappointment comes and then, you know, one person just goes the other way and the other person's like, Oh no, no, no. I told you I was gonna go to school, I'm gonna continue and that's my mom. You know? Oh, wow. Yeah. And she's, like, rocked her way Has all... she dealt with him becoming a crack addict? No, I don't think she was there for the crack... I think she was there for the beginning. You know, like, pre-crack status. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Uh, because my mom and... Oh, your mom's a professor. hmm Wow. So, did you go to school for free? No, because she just became a professor, like, over the last... Like, oh. I was already grown. Oh, okay. She mm-hmm. wasn't a professor when you were a kid. No, she was in school when I was a kid, because she was 19... Oh my gosh, she was so young. I know. At 19? At 19. And your dad was. He was 22. Jesus Christ. And they weren't even married. They were married. Oh, they were married? Yeah. Jeez, they were married. People got married so young. I know. That's like, you can't do that. And not necessarily to the person they're going to be with forever, you know? Yeah. God, why did they get married so early? I mean, people did, and you're in love, and you, you know, you got the good chemistry, and the, you know, because that's what a lot of relationships, but you like, know. Imagine if you married the person you were hooking up with at 19. God, I can't even imagine, because <laughs> I just got a divorce, so I can't even imagine the person I was hooking up with at 33. <laughs> <laughs> we never learn, right? No. Are you looking for something? I'm looking for my house. Oh, okay. Yeah. Your mom is a professor. Is there oh, was there a red flag I, that your mom could have paid attention to? I'm sure there were several, but you know when you be having chemistry, girl, you you know you you ignore that. You purposely put it aside when you have great chemistry. That's why with someone. some people are like robots, right? Like Joe Mackey. Like, do you ever see him with a girlfriend? Probably not. I don't. Mm-mm. Right? Because he's like a robot. Why you say that? <laughs> Okay, some Guys, people... I told you Asians are honest, okay? I, mean, I didn't say it on this podcast, but I got a joke that says Asians are so honest, and y'all are. But um, he's like a robot because... Or, or a lot of people are like him, even if they don't talk like a robot like he does, because he talks like a robot. But there are some people who are so focused on their career, they don't... They don't 
ever allow themselves to go out with anybody or really? to, to have a relationship, to have a girlfriend or boyfriend because they want to just commit themselves fully to their careers. But don't you think those, are, those people are psychopathic? No, I, because my mom essentially turned into one of those people. She oh, wants wow. to strictly change. Like, like, when you see my mother working, it is literally so much fun. That is her fun. So and she wants to have fun all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like my she mother has is fun a, teaching. She a lot of work. Well, because she's not just a teacher; she's an administrator. So she is teaching a class as a professor, like one of the days a week. But other days she is raising money. She's a proposal writer to get money for the nursing program at the school. She's running conferences. She's teach, uh, leading the debate team. She's all of that is so much fun with her. And then she's rebuilding the university. You know, one of the universities she works with, one of the schools lost their accreditation. So she's helping to get it back. And it's just so much fun for her. Whereas me. I need attention. I'm 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 gonna need a man, guys. I'm not just chasing my dreams. I'm, you know, I need to have people chasing me. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just what it is for me because I got the womanly thing. Is the way God made most women, but some women don't need it. You know what I'm saying? My mother's like, you know, she's she doesn't need it too much, but she's so headstrong. She doesn't need it. I don't know if it's headstrong or focused on the fun that she has from work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She's like, I have so much fun doing this. She doesn't need dick. I mean, yeah. And you know what? I'm becoming more and more like her. You After are? being married, I do not need dick. We strictly Wait, okay. so have sex. I've never been married. So what is marriage like for... What, what, what is marriage like? Like, why does, why does marriage have this bad rap out there? It's like, is it like prison? Yes, it is. Yes, it is like prison because... Uh, if you're, well, hold on. Let me just take that back. If you're with the right person, it is probably so fun. It's like a forever date, but it is tough because you do got to stick it out through the tough issues and the tough issues come up, you know, but it can be very rewarding because like the guy that I'm dating now, we've been together for a year. We don't really have any arguments. I find it so easy to talk to him, but when I was married, you know, I probably needed to grow myself with learning how to communicate the things that I was feeling, but I wasn't. I just felt this person was so controlling and I was just always on edge. So it just was like prison. I just never knew how you were going to react to something. And I honestly, I think it was just that he might have had resting bitch face. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm somewhere, you know, thinking he's upset and he's just like resting bitch face. You know what I'm saying? But... Um, so don't marry anybody with a resting bitch face. No, seriously. With a friendly face. I think so, because if you're a person like me, I internalize everything. Yes! So oh my god. If you got resting bitch face, I'm just I'm just you on just edge. I'm on edge. Assume action. that he's Exa- mad all the yes. time. Yes. And then you'll say, What are you mad about? And he says, Nothing. And then he said, No, you look upset. Nothing. And then yes. it turns into a fight. Yes. Because he has resting bitch face. Yeah. So, um, Whereas the happy guy that I'm dating now, you know, not to say that my ex wasn't happy, but you know, he's, he is. And your ex was a guest on my podcast. He was? (laughs) Fuck this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Cut, cut, cut. I I I don't do anything he does. No, I'm just joking. I won't reveal who. It's up to the listener to guess. Please don't reveal who because <laughs> I don't need any defamation of characters. Um, yeah, but I, anyway, you know, uh, dude I'm dating now, 
much happier expression. So I can talk to him about anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm feeling pissed off, if something he did irks me, I can just say it. I don't feel the need to be like, let me... Is this a good time? You know what I'm saying? Right. To be walking on eggshells all the time. All the time. And that's how it was. And I was like, no, this relationship is going to give me cancer. Didn't you feel so relieved when you left the relationship? Yes. Yes. So relieved. I don't have to walk on my tippy toes all the time. I felt 21 again. Like, I still feel 21. It's like you must, like, be revived. It's like somebody did CPR on you. Yes. Yes. Because it was just like this weight. you came back to life. Yes. Yes. But just. don't you think there's a lot of women out there who are married or in a relationship like that and they don't really realize that they're being stifled? I think so because, but also too now, their commitment is different. So they may not view it as being stifled because you do have to have the commitment. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to commit to compromise. You got to commit to working things out. If I had been uh, truly aware, truly devoted to the commitment I would still be married and I would still be in therapy trying to figure out how to compromise rather than walk on eggshells yeah you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. but I because of I had just experienced that for so long you know what I'm saying one year before we married I think we was married two years before we separated or maybe three years before we separated but um I just was like no I I can't deal with it anymore ever again you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I just, once I got, you know, because I kept telling myself before the marriage even ended, I was just like, if I ever get out of this, this, this is it, you know? You this- know what? Before, because the divorce rate is so high. Yeah. Don't you think before people get married, they should check in with like certain, A therapist. A therapist. Now, let me tell you something that was so interesting. Before we got married, we wanted to get married in the church, Okay. We talked to the church that we were going to, and they was like, oh, no, y'all just doing, you have to do a new members class, and then you have to wait for the marriage class to come around. Did they and charge we were like, money for the classes? No, not at all. And it just then he takes was time. like, yeah, it just takes time. And we were like, no, we were trying to get married. Like, we had already set a date. And they was like, oh, okay, well, we don't marry people unless you go through this program. And right then and there, that was a sign right there. That was a humongous sign to be like, you need to take your time because by the time we like maybe a year after we got married, I was like, Oh no, no, no. This is not the person for me. You know wow. what I'm saying? But at the time you thought this is the perfect at the person time, for me. I'm going by chemistry. We do drugs together. We, you know, have great sex. We go out and did you have drugs at your wedding reception though? I, no, we had drugs on the way to the wedding because we got married to Jessica P. So it was like, roll a joint earlier, <laughs> go get married. I mean, you just can't make permanent decisions well, when you're high. I don't really like to call weed drugs. It's yeah. more like medicine. Absolutely. Right? We need, to, like, we need to give the whole word a makeover. Like, crack cocaine is a drug. Yes, it is Heroin a drug. is a drug. Yes. But weed is medicine. It calms me down with my anxiety. It helps me, like, be social. It helps me give me anxiety because then I start getting paranoid about stuff. I know. That is the only... That is the worst thing about weed. I keep saying... I don't even know why I keep doing this to myself. Because I will smoke... Like, when I got some really good weed, I'll smoke some weed. 
and it will bring on those downer thoughts. That's why I always get like a sativa weed, you know what I'm saying? Me too. Um, because I need the like head up because I don't get as like paranoid thoughts when I smoke it, you know? But that body high, that's like well, downer. But wait, can we talk about how in New York, when you buy weed, you don't even know if it's indica or sativa. No, no. And then what? You come They're out like, here, here's a bag. And you're like, here, everything's labeled. Everything like, is they like. They have names. Guys, we have 4.5% like, THC. It's like, it's like we're coming out of an abusive marriage where, like, they didn't tell us they anything. They didn't tell us shit. They didn't, tell us, no questions much, either. they didn't tell us how much money we made or nothing, right? <laughs> <laughs> They're just like. Get is, us the bag. Right? I mean, I had weed dealers who told me, like, this is sour diesel or this is train wreck or something. Trey wreck. Yeah. Purple haze. Like they yeah. they'll tell me, but yeah. not not every dealer tells you what strain it is. Yeah. But maybe the dealers that do, they're just making shit up. Yeah, because I'm like sometimes I'll I'll get some weed. Like I got some weed a couple of weeks ago and it didn't even smell like weed. Really? Yeah. It did not have that like that skunk you know how weed be smelling skunky and funk. It did not it was like, what is this? Wow. I mean it was just like created in a lab? We got it from a dispensary. What what five states do you think are going to become legalized soon? I think Vermont for sure. Is New York legal? No, they decriminalize it. Definitely New York, right? Yeah, New York. Who else is real free-flowing? Like, you would think Massachusetts, but people can be uptight up there. I don't... I've, I've only been to, like, Boston. Yeah, you know what? You know? That's like a up, up tidy it's, But it's weird because they, they're they liberal. People in Cambridge and Boston. I mean, there's a lot of Republicans there, too. But it's a weird place. Yeah, I've only been up there. I mean, I may have been up there. Like, That's where I started. Oh, really? I started in Boston. In Boston? Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Some good people come out of Boston, too. That's why I went there. Boston's because they, they turn out good people. And I want to be... A good people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, make me like those other ones. Make me like those Conan. No, same with uh, straight up. Same with DC. I come out of DC. Yeah, yeah. Donnell's from DC. Donnell's from DC. Tony Woods. Dave Chappelle. Martin oh, Lawrence. Yeah, Honda great Sykes, city. Earthquake. Mm-hmm. Tommy wow. Davidson. Some great people come out of DC. Wow. Yeah. Bill Burr came out of Boston. Exactly. Right? Yep. Okay, and that's enough of my Boston facts because I don't want to be on your podcast getting stuff wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the best thing about podcasts. You could get everything wrong and people just believe it. They're like, I think I heard somewhere. I think I read, right? I I read. read I read that. (laughs) So, did you take a shit today? Oh, my. I think I've taken three. That's great. Yes. I, like, have this need to go shit, but it won't come out. Like, I've sat on the toilet, and I'm, like, trying to, Did you take some iron earlier? Maybe. Is that why? Yeah, iron constipates you. What? Yeah. You know what? I ate seaweed soup. Is that that's And that's rich in iron, because it's, like, a dark leaf. It's a dark green leaf. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so that's why. Why does iron constipate you? I have no idea, but I know when I have to take iron pills, it's uh, it, it constipates you. Well, I mean, as women, aren't we all supposed to take iron? Because we lose so much blood in our menstrual blood. I know. I know. Yeah, we all should. I, take... I know I had to. I was real anemic, so I had to take a lot of it. Or calcium. 
Mm-hmm. And I'll be taking that too sometime. Yeah, you should take it all the time. I know. I wish I could be more consistent, but I just can't seem, you know. You just it's hard to stay consistent with vitamins. Weed and vitamins. It just, it work against each other. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I'll be feeling pumped up with the vitamins when I take it. And then I'll go work really hard that day. And then I'll be like, ah, oh, I want some weed. You know what I'm saying? And then when I smoke the weed, I forget to take the vitamins for a couple of days. So, mm. I carry some vitamins in my purse. Okay. And I try to take it every day, but, you know, you're traveling and waking up at different times. Sometimes yeah. you forget to take the vitamins. Yeah. I'm going to take them tonight, too. <laughs> but I guess I must be constipated today. <laughs> so, no. So, just <laughs> all, all yeah. empty tries, huh? Listen, I've been shitting for you today, just so you know. For okay? me? Yeah. You know, you need someone to, to tap in. Yeah. Like how they say in baseball, like you... You, you, you tap, tap the president, tag, tag him in, tag, tag him in. in. Do they do that in baseball? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. know nothing about sports. But you sound like all authoritative. I, like I you know. Do. I got that one of them voices where you'd be like, that is true. They do be tagging it. No, I don't know shit about but baseball. That's like, yeah, no, but I see I see guys, they pat each other on the butt in basketball. Yeah, in all sports, right? Like, I want to put football, together, squeeze I wanna put to, put together a butt <laughs> compilation. <laughs> a video you be of all the butt slaps. Yes. You know, because they all tap each other's butts and I'm more into butts than penises. You are? Why? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, because That like, is blasphemy to a black woman. What? Oh my god. <laughs> you know black women we like idolize the penis. Well, we have such good ones. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you think. I had Wu on my podcast. He said he wear an extra small magnum. <laughs> he said I don't have a big dick. I got a little dick. Yeah, what well, you know what? It doesn't um I think I can actually get off more uh with a smaller one. Yeah, it's easier. I think so because it, it like sometimes it's more um, per, you could get precise with it yeah it's like up oh, we go here with this equipment and this is how we do it with this equipment with big old things you know it's just it's feeling good yes but you could never get there or like if I did get there it's because I've been the like is, straight the G spot and, the G spot is so tiny that a tiny dick can, is is it, that a real it, thing? If it can reach, what do you mean? Is it a real thing? <laughs> oh my god! Is it like an actual spot? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, you don't okay. have one? <laughs> no, I'm not. Then my boo must be touching that all the time, because I do come a lot with him, like regularly, like vaginal intercourse. Come, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? Whereas, like before, it would be like, <laughs> let me give you these 17 steps to. Get yeah. me off, you know. I would have to be really, you know. But generally, it wasn't the right position, too, you know. Like now that I am, you know. Yeah. Now that you are what? Now that I am uh, getting off via sex every time I have it, or like not every time, but you know, every yeah. other time that I have it, then I can say, uh, I know it's. Just I can't position. imagine having to have sex with a resting bitch face guy. 
when he comes, he's just still no, in the resting bitch face. No, that's why you are in a relationship with a resting bitch face guy. Resting bitch face guys have the best penis. Like, that's why you're in a relationship with them. That's why you walk on eggshells because they got, you know what I'm saying? Oh. Happy dick. Like, you know, somehow. I don't know. If you got some daddy issues, you probably got the best sex in the world for the people out there listening because. It's true. That's what happens. Because that's our therapy. Isn't it? What? Dick? For girls with daddy issues, dick is our, like, therapy. Like, we work out our issues on it. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Daddy issues. They should be sending our fathers. (laughs) Amazing fathers they give. Thank you for neglecting your daughter so she sucks my dick every day. Every day. But see, the problem (laughs) is a lot of them that suck the dick every day, they don't know their father address, so they can't sit the car. (laughs) Exactly. So, before you became a comedian, you used to be a stripper. <laughs> right? Yeah, and listen, whoever listen out there, don't get your hopes up to it. I was the worst stripper ever. Okay, wait. Okay, so tell me all about it. Like, how well, did you get all, your first job okay, or something? I was, I, because I, I always kind of, like, wanted to try it because I was a stripper and a, a, and I did still did tech support for this law firm. Like, so I used to be going there at night. Did, did they know? Some ladies knew. Um, you told but, them? Yeah, and then I think it kind of, like, spread around the office. But, girl, it was a law firm, so they couldn't fire me because that would have been it. They would have been like, I would have been like, I told one person, and then they let me go. You know what I'm saying? Like, one thing you about lawyers. You could have sued is, them? Oh, yeah, girl. Yeah. You know, one thing about me is I'm one of those, <laughs> I'm one of those white blacks. I will come <laughs> to you <laughs> Oh, my God. I will sue your ass. I will find out the law and be like, hmm, I think that's worth, yeah. I mean, you know, within reason, because I just, hmm. Jesus. Wait, so how old were you when you were working at the law firm slash stripping? Uh, I think I was 25, maybe. Uh-huh. You know, the same thing happened to me, not with stripping, but when I started doing comedy, I was working as a sales rep for a pen company. Okay. I was a Sharpie sales rep. Oh, okay. And, like, some of the girls would come to, like, my shows. Because mm-hmm. there would be bringer shows. So I would invite them. Yeah. And then they started telling everybody in the company, oh, you know, Kuda, stand up. And then, eventually, it was, like, held against me. Because they were like, oh, she doesn't really care about selling pens. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll come to your desk like, So you can't tell them. Who, you can't t- tell you. I know you have people. a show. And I know you've got other things going on. But I really need you to get get in and get on time and get that report. Like, okay. No, the thing is, with these corporate jobs, they want to own you. No, they seriously. Want, they, move they do. You, they move you to a city where they, you don't know anybody. And then you dedicate your whole fucking life to working for them. To make yes. money for them. Yeah, they pay you a salary and they give you health insurance and 401k. Hey, that sounds nice, right? Yes. Uh, <laughs> but, yes. And they held me down when I first left my job, too. Thank but, you, um, Jesus. But no, they own you. They do. Because, look, the law firm that I was at, uh, my last job, uh, you know, my last job in corporate America, um, they, I, now, I was the only tech person in the office, okay? It used to be, like, small offices, so it would be, like, one of us in San Fran, one of us in New York, me, one in Kentucky or wherever, some other middle of America. I would have to, this office moved their office from one location, 47th and 3rd, 
to downtown on Hudson Street. I'm the only tech. Like, we have people physically moving it, but, like, when it comes to, like, setting up 30 offices... Uh-huh. I'm the one Oh, you had a big job at the law firm. Big job at the law firm. Yeah, I was the only one. What kind of um, law did they practice? uh, They practiced corporate law. Uh Uh-huh. Corporate law. Uh, Oh, so it's fancy. I think corporate IP, intellectual property. No, you're so fancy, yet so trashy. So, so hood, you know? Yeah, yeah. what happened? Like I said, I was going to have a CD called Upper Echelon Hood. (laughs) (laughs) Why? If you were working at this fancy law firm, why did you start stripping? No, I wasn't working there at the time, but I was working at another fancy law firm at the same time because I told you, back to that, I always wanted to try it, okay? And, I, but I was scared to try it, like, around black men, so I used to go to this white club, like, on Sundays, they would have, like, basically, like, they would, they would basically have, cool, they would basically have, like, shit. I can't even say it. I can't even say it. Stripper open mic night. Okay, okay like, amateur night. Yes. But it was like stripper. So open you would get, like, up get up and there and do your for set. free. You get up, you strip, but you know people would like tip you. But girl, I still I had like the white club I was going to. If if any black men in there, that is who was coming to me. The white men would be like, oh, we gotta give her something. But black men would be like, Lord, I'm surprised to see you here. You know what I'm saying? Because they were the only there. black stripper there. I was the only black stripper on the Sunday night. Well, it's also too. With my full figure, I think maybe it was, like, one other black girl, like, you know, tall, skinny, and just like the white men like it. You know what I'm saying? Like, slow, and they don't want too much jiggly shit. You know, I got the black man's figure, you know? In right, you have a full frame. Full frame. You got frame. a big old ass. Big old, big old African titties. ass and big old, you know, breast so ears. You have, you have, you outshine everybody in the voluminous department. Well, in the voluminous department, but... In that club, I was like, you know, my light was dim as shit because they was skipping over to the Asian girls and the white girls. And, you know, like some black men would be like, oh, my God, where you been? We need to get to know you. But, you know, and then somebody was like, I don't know why you don't go across the town to this other club with a black girl. As soon as I stepped on stage, the black men was like... BBC more. They was coming over with the tips, and I was like, okay, I think I could try. You know, it was like a little nervous, but because uh, my family is not from DC, so it was only like limited family in the DC area, that's what made me like go for it, you know, like do it. And I'm glad I did too. Because you knew you weren't going to run into an uncle or a cousin there. Yes. That's always been my fear. Yeah. Like, I thought about like, I thought I should. You know, when you're a girl and you hear about prostitution and shit like that, doesn't it go through everybody, every girl's mind? Like, well, I could. No, and that's what happened to me. It went through my mind. It went through your mind. And, I and you actually like, did it. I'll try it because that's how I am. I will I will just see how some shit works out. And, and you know, the thing is, too, is always tried it with sense. Like, when I worked at the strip club, I was celibate because I was like, well, I don't want to, um, I don't want to that's, be that's making too bad decisions. That's a great name, celibate stripper. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty oxymoronish. So, you didn't, like, you oh, didn't have right. sex with anybody... Because you wanted to... Yeah, I was. I had a boyfriend when I first started. Uh-huh. And then we kind of broke up. And then I just never... 
went and got anybody else because I just didn't want to have, like, you know, um, then I got fired from that one. How'd you, wait, 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 (laughs) wait, you're moving so fast. First of all, how did it feel to go on stage and dance and be naked in front of a bunch of... It felt... It was still a little scary at first. Uh-huh. And, but I kind of got used to it because I kind of got more, um, more comfortable and secure. Uh-huh. But, you know, with me being an insecure person at the time, the other girls getting more would sometimes make me even more insecure. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Because it would be girls up in there with the perfect body. Like, I still got my stomach, you know. But, I mean, I got a great figure, and my body is, like, super nice. But, um, you know. The girls who look like they're. Like, that's a stripper. They walk like Penthouse magazine. (laughs) They, that's a stripper. You know, that is the girls. Like, I would see them. But, um, somehow, though, you can zone that out and feel like. You're just as, you know, you're just as fly and get just as much because there's a guy for you. Like when you're dancing, you're some guy's type. That's what's so like you're some guy's type. Like so he don't he man he not even want her. Right. He's gonna come straight to you because he's like oh no 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 that's that's my type. That's great advice for girls. Yes. Right. (laughs) Yes. All you dads listening to my podcast, raising little girls. There's some guy out there for everybody. I, that's what I tell everybody. That's why I'm like, oh no, like that's why you're now somebody's type. You're you're hey, a, and every time repeat like, that to yourself every morning. Every morning, I'm, I'm someone's type. type. I know yes. you might be single. Yes, you might have been single your whole life. Yes, but look yourself in the mirror today and say, I'm somebody's type. God damn it! God I'm damn it! I'm gonna brush my teeth. And, I'm gonna fly. Yes. I gotta present myself and to the world. The thing is, you gotta believe it once you say it too, because that's why I always manage to find love. Love is not this once in a lifetime find. You can find people that... to love you. And I know some people that it's like they are gorgeous. And as long as I've ever known them, they, they have single. never had someone like I hear of ghost stories of men in the past, but it's, I've never seen them, like, we could never, they don't even have anybody to, like, double date with, period. Like, even if it's, like, a, just a friend that's cool, like, I always got a male friend that's cool hanging around because, you know, I'm a woman. I have womanly energy. My men friends, I still cook for them, even though we don't have sex, you know what I'm saying? It's just, I do my woman thing, and they do their man thing. Right. But I just know some girls, it's like, they don't believe, they believe that there's only one love out there, and and this type oh i have friends who are so picky yes they've been single forever 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 and just workaholics yes and then uh and miserable and don't forget don't forget we got the woman thing we like to be desired held yearned for called jealous you know what i'm saying but they pass on everybody thinking like oh i'll wait for something better to come along yes it's like why don't you just try what's in front of you bitch why don't you just try with because they're usually the most not perfect bitch ever i know oh my god (laughs) (laughs) how dare you be spending your red money on weed looking for a rich nigga (laughs) 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 it's true yes Yes. Sometimes you just gotta delve into it. You gotta start. delve in. How are you gonna have fun? How are you, you gonna like have how experiences? To put your name in that? 
What? You got a Dell. You, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to be cuckoo. <laughs> Dude, you're so right. Yes. They're like the not perfect bitch either. Yes. And you're oh, like, because why? Because none, none of us are the perfect bitch. And none of them are the perfect guys. And when we look at her, we're like, why does she think she's so perfect? Yes. That yes. she reject every single Everyone. guy. But you know what it is? It's out. fear. It's fear. It's fear, fear of rejection because they are so used to rejecting that they haven't gotten, like all of us that are have somebody, we wanted somebody that didn't want us before. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We and, dealt with yearning after somebody yeah. who didn't know our name. Yeah. So you get over that and you start being like, you know what? I'm the shit. And then other people start being like, you know what you are, you know, and you find yourself finding different options that you can, you know, you can have it. You can actually fiddle down and, and meet somebody but you know when a person is like doesn't accept anyone it's like you know you just you just never experience a person catering to you you know what I'm saying and that's yeah. that's sad that's sad like a man is a, a man desires to cater, for, to cater to his dream woman is that true yeah wow yeah when a man loves you girl he will keep he caters to you, you know, he wants to make you happy. And I'm not talking about cater like, oh, you know, you got all these diamonds and all. That. I'm talking about he thinks of you. He's like, oh, what you want to eat? Anything you want to eat. Let's do what you want to do. He wants to cater to you. He's happy to see you. He calls you to check on your day. He's happy hey, he to see you happy. Yes. He wants you to do whatever. And if when you don't have that, he you know, some women feel like for you. Yes. Yes. Shout out to my boo too. Did you hear that? He rolls the perfect blunt. First of all, my my boo rolls um, Jewish blunts, okay? <laughs> because he's part Jewish, and our shits be so small. Like we literally saved that bag. Do blacks and Jews get along? Yeah, his parents got along. Yeah, <laughs> that's how Drake happened. <laughs> no, blacks and Jews is the same thing. Let me describe a Jewish woman to you. Actually, I won't even say a Jewish. I'm going to describe a woman to you, okay? And I'll describe the first woman. You tell me who you think it is, okay? Okay, go. All right, so I, I met her at the welfare office when I was getting food stamps. Uh-huh. She had um, one kid in a stroller and one kid was running around. Hasidic Jew. Yes. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> they doing the same thing we doing. That's why we get along. So tell me, let's go back to stripping again. Okay. Let's okay. But well, I don't understand, like, when you're working at this fancy law firm. <laughs> yes. Well, you would even feel, I guess you said because you always wanted to. Yeah. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, so you try so, it and then you start getting tips and you get hooked. Okay. So when you, did you have to, like, bring your own clothes? Like, did you go oh, shopping yeah. for oh, your yeah. own outfits? Actually, people come in there that make clothes. I have a shawl right now, a poncho that I've had for, um, since at least 2002, mm -hmm. you know, it's 2016 now, a poncho that this dude had made. He was selling stripper clothes, stripper outfits, but then he pulled the poncho out and he was like, I was, this a little something I was working on. I was like, oh my God, give me that. That was the only one. So people come and sell you the clothes. You can go check them out too for yourself, but a lot of people. Where do you go check them out? Oh, there's lots of stores. Girl, if you look around. Like those lingerie stores? Yeah, like lingerie stores. Yeah. And there's all type of, like, if you look at, um, you know, even some of the, like, cheap stores in the hood, you know, they'll have, like, a, a you know, a, 
a legging on or some kind of cutout shirt. Yeah. You know, you could always do it yourself too. Oh yeah, I buy those clothes too. I just don't strip. Yeah. I just walk. No, because we all have an inner stripper in us. You know what I'm saying? I can strip. Yeah. But I don't. Do You're not gonna do it. People. You don't go it. Yeah. Okay, so were you stripping in D.C.? Yes. What were the laws? Was it like real? Life? Full naked. Oh my God, yes. Del, you fucking crazy man! <laughs> I know. I know. Wait, so. And now when I see people do the naked comedy show, I'll be like, how could they? <laughs> <laughs> you hypocritical, judgmental bitch. Judgmental um, bitch. God, I wait, am a full Christian. <laughs> so, okay, so in in D.C., were they allowed to touch you? No. You're no. lucky. Yeah. No, they and, can't. And, and I wouldn't have even worked at the place where they could touch you. And did did guys ever reach out and try to touch you? Oh, yeah. I mean, well, the thing is, you're going around shaking their hands at the end of your set. So, they'll definitely... But they don't touch you like a touch your boob or touch your private... You know what I'm saying? They'll touch your hip, your Yeah, your you know, stomach, they want to, you know, but not... Your arm. Yeah. You know, but they know security is on that ass if they, if they get in their hand. And did you give lap dances? I, I did go to this one place when I got fired from this place that I was working at for like a year and something. I did go to this like other place that was like all lap dances, but I was like, no, that's not me. Like, I don't like to be up on you getting touched. Like, I need to log in my stage time because I'm going to be a comedian later. That's it. So, so guys, on that stage. I need to get no, back on stage. None of this one-on-one Bible and study bullshit. And I need to be get these other two bitches off of here. <laughs> Stand up is a solo act. Yeah. And how did you get along with the other strippers? No, that's who encouraged me to do comedy. Girl, because I used to be having them, that girl, like, every stripper talks about the customer when they come in the back. So, they used to be, it would be so crazy that they would be calling me to be, like, on a Friday night, they'll be like, you coming to work today, but they wouldn't have me scheduled to, like, Saturday. They'll be like, delicious, you coming to work today? And I'd be like, oh, I don't work till tomorrow. Uh, I ain't going in if you ain't coming in. It ain't gonna be no fun. Ah, <laughs> oh, cool. I used to be in the back, girl. I would come from the back of my set and have them crying, laughing on the customers because I was, I was ripping on all of them. Oh my god, <laughs> I was like, people be greasy as shit in the strip club. <laughs> okay, so you guys all talk shit about the customers. Yes, because and- they are the worst. Okay, what are some things that guys do that are bad customer habits? At a bad customer club? habits. One guy asked my homegirl to um, do him in the butt with a vibrator. Did he bring <laughs> a vibrator with him? He had his own. Ew. Uh-huh. Because, <laughs> you know, this is During probably a lap dance? A, a, no, no, not during a lap dance. This is like at the untouched, you know, you can't touch the guy. But, you know, people be asking you to do other stuff at, at, like at the end. in front of everybody? He wants- No, not in front of everybody. Like, you know, they, people do private parties. Yeah. So it's like, that's it. that was his private party. Oh, okay. He wanted to get, you know, stuck in the butt. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but look. So, but like, what what else is like rude behavior from a stripper? Okay, rude strip behavior club is patron. club patrons stop getting so trashy drunk. You look first of all, you look disgusted when you're in the strip club as it is because you know guys that are uh, guys that you want to date they don't go to strip clubs. You know what I'm saying? So you already have this false sense of power about yourself when you're a customer but then when you get it's off pussy drunk it's false because we don't they respect walk- you the only reason why right. you're we're talking to you is because you have a tip 
no it's one likes you. It's a win-win situation. That's it. That's the customers it. don't respect the strippers. The strippers don't respect the customers. Yes. So it's just like, give guys, me my money. And it just evens out. Yes. It just evens out. Because even when I see people that I used to, like that, uh, like I'll see this guy sometimes who is an attorney that used to come there to the strip club. And he has this, like, now that I'm not a stripper, like, like, you can't talk to me in any kind of way. You can't. But I tried to say something to him one time. I saw him at a at a club at a comedy show, and he was like, "Oh, you don't, you don't, uh, you he don't fucking treat, speak to me like that." He just like, treated you like a second class citizen. Yeah, because because that's why he go and look. He's in there every week, but that's the only reason why he goes is because. He needs to feel powerful, and out here in the streets, he don't feel powerful. But with those girls right. who need his money, it's he feels just powerful. Like, it's just like the cult that I grew up in. What everybody, cult? everybody had like this hierarchy, and everybody was given a title, like missionary, shepherd, Jim, and missionary Barry, and everything. So they had this false sense of power. But when they went to their day jobs, they were just a gym teacher. They were a receptionist. They were a nurse. But when they went to church, they had this false sense of power and it kept bringing them back. Wow. And probably same with the strip clubs. Like, yeah. that's how they stay in business. Oh, that's Because how, that's what yeah. you're buying. You're buying your own sense of, you know, powerfulness. And it's like, when I tell you, Anyone that I see on a regular basis at a strip club, like, I don't respect them. Like, most of the time they have women at home, you know, how dare you be okay, in so a place. so 99% of comedians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, what kind of people do Because comedians have low self-esteem, and that's the kind of people that go to strip to, clubs. Who want to pay for power. Yeah. Low self-esteem, because power, if you have it, you have high self-esteem. Yeah. You definitely have high self-esteem. Do you think there'll be more strip clubs for women where guys dance in the future? No, like women- let me just tell you. Nothing pisses me off more than a than a man Stripping? taking off his fucking clothes. One money for me. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. I'd be ready to kill his ass. Do you hear me? Nothing pisses me off more. Like how fucking dare you think you look better than me? I don't give a fuck what you look like in your body. Get oh my please. God. You know what? Cut. No, men are more visual. So the fact that strip clubs are mostly female Yeah. Makes sense. Yes. But also too, like there's there's we don't even need to open one male strip club, okay? There's... I went to one in Montreal once. <laughs> they must have all been gay, but they all they all, they all are gay. They all came out dressed in an occupation because that's what would turn a woman on is that they have a job. So there would be one. <laughs> <laughs> was like... this an Asian strip club? What's going on? No, there's no regular... Asian strip clubs. There is in Japan. Is there? Yes, I went to Japan, girl. They got strip clubs. Did you go? No. What? <laughs> What were you doing went. in Japan? I was doing comedy in Japan. How do you go to Japan? I've never been to Japan, and you've been to Japan. <laughs> yes. I've been to I Jamaica, went with though. The, the military. Yeah. Well, not to do comedy. I haven't been to Jamaica to do comedy. But, um, yeah, but I, but, uh, I don't have to do it all. Okay, how racist were Japanese people? Did they stare at you? No. No? No. I don't think so. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah, I didn't feel... Actually, black guys do really well in Japan. Those girls go crazy for them. Well, don't black men do everywhere well everywhere? 
Um, not, no, not other, like, I don't think Korean, I don't think Korean girls go crazy for black guys. They don't? No. I mean, mm. there are some, like, I had a roommate in Brooklyn, yeah. she did. Oh, okay. But, there are some, but it's like, Koreans, I don't know. I think it might be just Esther Koo. No! <laughs> You're like, I don't go crazy for black guys. No, but I know black guys do well in Japan. Okay. Like, if you're I a black guy in America who's not getting laid, move to America, uh, move to Japan, and you'll be fine. Yeah, well, black guys in America that don't get laid, that can't afford to go to Japan, they just go to <laughs> white women. Oh, my God. <laughs> they just get white women. Because, you know, it's such a myth. Like, you know how they be like, all the brothers is leaving us for white girl. No, 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 no. Those brothers, we don't give a shit about. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I see the average black male dating, like, a white woman, like, I am, like, super not jealous. Like, it's usually somebody I would be skipping by. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't want him, like, and the average black woman doesn't want him, which is why he has been like, I got to get love wherever I can get. And we, like, cool. Like, somebody can use some cats, so just get it from somewhere, you know? Yeah, people get mad on behalf of, like, when they see couples. But it's like, yo, but just mind your own business. You never even wanted him. Why are you upset? You don't even know who he is. <laughs> yes. He you wouldn't even have a shit. chance with him. <laughs> be honest with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so your stripper name was Delicious? Delicious. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. So so how does it work? Do you pick your own stripper name or do people... Yeah, you pick your own stripper name. Uh-huh. And, and did you start out as Delicious? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, no, no, no. Actually, um, at the White Strip Club, I had, uh, I think I had called myself Stein. Like, Einstein, but like Stein. Uh, that, but that's like a Jewish name. <laughs> Stein. Ben Stein. Yeah, I had called Jason myself Stein. Steinberg. Yeah, Stein. Stein. I liked it. But um, that was only until but I that's went like, to... But that's almost like an androgynous name. It's like a last name, Stein. Yeah, I know. But I, I don't know. Somehow I was drawn to it. Uh-huh. Yeah. And did it do well for you? No. Because it's, it's too short. Because the announcer is like, I'm coming to the stage. Coming up next. Bring out your dollar <laughs> bills. Give it up for Stein. <laughs> no, but he just had to, he just had to elongate that joint and be like, Stein. No, you need something with like <laughs> yeah, a few syllables. Delicious. <laughs> Right? So all you potential strippers out there. There's not be no strippers named Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> Give it up for Mildred. <laughs> Give it up for Martha. Next coming up, Esther will be taking her clothes off. And don't go to where Ruby is coming up right back. <laughs> So you were you were cracking all the other strippers up, making fun of the customers. Yes. Oh yeah. my God. Yes. Now, like, do all strippers? Is it like a sorority house? Like, you guys all like get along, or are there people you have beef with? Like that? You... Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah. People you got beef with all because you know it's all them girls. Right. All them girls, all them girls trying to get money. All them girls, like you know, you they stole... look like they the type. They both the, the, the same type. So you know, it's like this bitch going. You know, he she know he come in there for me. <laughs> <laughs> she yes. gonna see he would like her too, and then go over there. <laughs> 
But you made more money than them. That used to be me uh, quite a few times. Like once I like once I accepted myself, you know what I'm saying? You're confident. Then you're confident because you're, you're confident, just like, oh, I'll just go after who like me, and I don't even got to worry about none of these other people over here. I'll just stick to this one guy over here who like me. He would and, just and just keep plying you with money because he yes, like me. Because and the rest of the guys is like him. Like it's a lot of people that will like you once because it like. Like, let's say all the fat guys like me, right? Because, like, me, my body type is the African. If an African man walked through that door, he would... Girl, let me tell you something. He'll stab Amber Rose to get to me. He, like, like something about my body type just attracts the well, Nigerian Well, were you men. always at the white strip clubs and you were still... No, I was at the black... No, uh, girl, I was only at the white strip club for them, like... For a little bit. Yeah, for a little bit. But at the black strip club, all them girls at the black strip club. Did you ever see... Run into an albino stripper? No. There is one. There I is? saw... Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, she must make bank. She does? Yeah, because she's got, like, a super curvy figure. and sh- But she's, like, super light-skinned. She's basically white-skinned. She's albino. She's an albino stripper with a Kim Kardashian body. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. But she is, um... <laughs> but she is... Got the, like, yellow eye thing. Yeah. The... Yeah, the blonde hair. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Imagine, would you have beef with an albino stripper? I would not have beef. Right? Because you guys are not in the same category. Well, I try not to have beef with nobody, period, unless they just, like... You know, some girls would be naturally bitchy. I got bitchy. beef with Khalees right now. Why? <laughs> oh, my God. Because the other night we went out to Dime Bar. Uh-huh. Donnell and Matt were playing Pokemon Go. Uh-huh. So I jumped up out of my seat to, like, look at their phone because Khalees was taking a picture of them. Uh-huh. So I jumped in the photo and, like, made a face looking at the Pokemon Go. And then she posted it on Instagram and cut me off. <laughs> like oh no no don't worry about jumping in the photo i'm still gonna get the picture right, i'm I still gonna get. crop you out guys guys hold on let me go to my pixar okay <laughs> i'll just cut matt and oh Dinah out and i'll put some grass back there <laughs> so what if one of my listeners is thinking about stripping what advice would you have for them don't do it why Cause, because you're just going to look up and just be mad that you did it at one time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, But you make good money, right? I mean, you ma- I made okay money. Some people made great money. You know, some people mm-hmm. made like scoop, you know, there would be girls that like had to scoop their money like off of the ground. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, you know, I had a pretty full leg, basically. <laughs> <laughs> But I wouldn't do it, though, because, um, you know, God, the things I know, like, my esteem right now, like, would never... Like, I don't even go to strip clubs to party, none of that shit. I don't go in that environment at all. Yeah. Like, I just don't, like... 
you know what I'm saying? I, I think about it now as my mature self, and I'm just like, no, that is not the place I'm going to You don't want to go hang out. No, with all naked bitches. And I did go to one, too, when I went to New Orleans. Me and uh, a friend of mine went to New Orleans, and uh, we hooked up with my cousin, and uh, she was taking her friend from work, but they went to a strip club, and we was, you know, I was sitting there like, okay, um, I'm ready to go, like, at any time. Like, it's just it's not, sleazy. Yeah, that's how it I feel. It feels really sleazy. Everybody's naked. It's cat hair flying all over the place. You know what I'm saying? Just, yeah. Just, <laughs> just various pubes on the carpet. No, I want to get so out of here. did guys ever, like, ask you out, like, oh, yeah. while you were stripping? And how yeah. would you handle it? Well, I really, you know, the thing is about the strip club, you always, um, you're always trying to get the tip. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like waitressing. Yes. So you know you might give me your number here and there, but I really didn't want to. Um, and it was your real number. Yeah, because you could just not answer a few times, and they know what's up. They know you was. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It wasn't like they they gonna be calling you because they could just come back and and you have an answer, so they know what's up. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But like, did you ever go out with a customer? No. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably better. Uh, yeah. I don't... I did not want to be that involved. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, plus you don't want to be like, yeah, we met at the strip club I was working Like, at. I couldn't be like, yeah, we met at the strip club. That's not a good story. No, because then um, they just... Cont- like, most of those people continue to go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're not like, oh, I'm going to meet you and we're both not going to the strip club. No, they're... Yeah, yeah, you already met at yeah. Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, so, You're all staying there. Yes, that's it. So You're no, going so back for and you, back. comedy clubs are actually an upgrade from strip clubs. Oh my God, an upgrade from all clubs because that is where I was born at. When I hit the stage to do comedy, I felt like I had been dead all them years before. It's like your divorce. No, seriously, I don't even remember a lot of of uh, before I was doing stand-up. I don't remember a lot of it. Jesus. Yeah, because I was just so... I don't remember a lot before then. You know, people, I'll see my friends and they'll be like, oh my God, remember when we went here? We went there and I'd be like, did we? I guess it was fun, you know? I guess it was fun. Yeah. Um, When you started comedy, was there a lot of, um, like when you started talking about like, oh, I, I was a stripper and stuff, did... Did you feel like people judged you? Yes. Because and it like, took me a like long they, they time to say you, them jokes. They look at you like, oh, a stripper can't be a comedian. And this dude had put me out there one time. Like, I, had, I hadn't even said, a, I hadn't even created a joke about being a stripper. And he was like, um, he had put me on a show. And then he was like, oh, he took me off the show. And then he was like, what's up? You getting something to drink or what? And I was like, oh, no, I got to work in the morning. You know what I'm saying? And he had, like, a little attitude from there. And so when he brought me up on stage, he was like, yo, this next chick used to be a stripper. Now I guess she thinks she going to do her thing in comedy. Girl, and I ripped that shit that night. Just so happened. Like, normally, I would, like, let the yeah, shit like that get in my head. Yeah, because if I were you, I wouldn't have told people. Because I that, don't care. Yeah. No. Right. No, but I, I didn't tell him. I didn't tell him I used to be a stripper. He met this dude that used to hang in the strip club. This dude that hangs in the strip club. Oh my god! He is gave a you promoter. That intro in without, comedy. 
is a promoter oh, in comedy. Before I knew it, yeah, he gave me the intro without me knowing. Yeah, he put it out there like that. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I didn't say shit. I did because I I was like, what did he just say? But at the time, I was only like ten months in comedy, so I was so focused and nervous about you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Was I gonna have a good set in my first time in New York? So I'm like, yeah. Dude, yeah. I did a strip club in Miami. I did the black strip club in Miami. They had a comedy show. I'll never do it again because it's just, they were just yelling out, take your clothes off. Yeah. You know. You know, John Moses has a room strip club. I think John Moses and Dino. Oh, Dino. do they? Mm, a strip club room. Where? In the Bronx, I think. I mean, Joan Rivers used to perform at strip clubs when she first started. I read in her book. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, they would just, like, you just learn to bomb at a strip club because they don't want you up there to do, yeah. to do comedy at a strip club. Well, not you anyway. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, you are a nice-looking girl. So they, it's, they can't even, like, because they're already in the setting, they can't even focus on, they're like, no, 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 she needs to be over there, right? They said strippers is on break. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no. Okay. When I do now, when I do comedy shows, the strippers <laughs> need to be on break. But at the same time, like the strippers are just everywhere. That if I'm on stage at a comedy at a comedy show in a strip club, it almost doesn't matter if the strippers are out. Like if if you can catch their attention, yeah, like, you feel like you have them in the palm of your hands. Like there's naked girls, but they're listening to me. That's fucking powerful. Yeah, I mean, that's just not no place I want to. <laughs> claim to win it yeah you know what i'm saying i want to like i just you know yeah i just don't want to be like i ripped that strip club <laughs> yeah and plus the stages the stages are designed for Strippers. stripping yes and so it's a walk, walking down the runway <laughs> and it's all there's and mirrors everywhere and bowls <laughs> <laughs> if you got a wedgie and shit they gonna see that shit the whole time Oh my god! You know, I have a friend. She's a, she was a stripper. She said that um, she would never dance for Indian guys because they would always grope her, and then she'd have to call the security. Oh, okay. And also, too, working as a waitress, I wouldn't do Indian guys either because they don't tip. <laughs> <laughs> right. I know. Doesn't waiting tables they tip make like you that. so racist? Oh, it does. It does. I have a joke about it. It does make me super racist. Oh, my God. And you know what? I have to really talk myself back into like, oh, no, no, no. I got some cool Indian friends. Because, girl, when I see them in the restaurant, I be like, you know, looking at them like, I just know damn well you about to stiff somebody. It, what it is is they don't tip zero. They just going to give you that bare five minimum, you know, 5%, you know, 10%. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. Yeah. It's They're gonna be so like cheap like that. But the, also too, um, the way they look at it is you shouldn't even be doing this job. Like you should be aspiring to be somewhere else. So <laughs> waiting keep tables? The, keep the tips low, keep the aspirations up. I guess so. <laughs> I don't know. I hate these, like, millennials who claim they're not racist and they're all PC. It's like, why don't you spend a year waiting tables and then tell me? And then let's talk PC. Right? You, you ain't even gonna know what that term means. Yeah. Because, girl, we would just... <laughs> we would just say it in a restaurant. Wow. Like, my friend would come in. You know, the Puerto Ricans come in. 
my friend would be like, they go your cousin. <laughs> you know, when somebody, people came in. Right, right, right. Oh, my God. But we would be dying to get the Asians, though. Asians always tip. In oh what? Oh, my God. In strip clubs? No. Waiting I'm tables. Like, waiting tables. Do they always tip? Always tip. Really? Like, very, like, let me just tell you, very rarely do you get an Asian... I, I'm, in fact, I've never, me, I've never served Asians that did not tip the 20%. Girl, and it's so funny about these two young Asians that came in. Now, they must have been like, I would say fresh out of college, 21, 22. Mm-hmm. We was doing this program called the Roundup program where they round up for the seniors. Okay? Uh-huh. So, if your bill was like three thirty-three, we'll round up $0.67 cent to $4 and donate whatever we rounded up to the seniors. You know what I'm saying? So, we'll, at the end of the bill, we would go, um, we would go around and ask people that. And I had these two little young Asians. So, I was like, their, now their bill was like three thirty-three because the girl only had like dessert and it was lunchtime. Okay? And, uh, or 1333, something like that. But anyway, at the end of all, I was like, oh, guys, did you want to go ahead and round up because of the seniors and all this stuff? They was like, no. I was like, and I thought they didn't hear me because, you know, it's such a small amount. I was like, oh, did you, you know, a senior program? They was like, no. So I was like, oh, okay. So when I got the check that they had signed, they left me a 20% tip. You know what I'm saying? But they would not give them seniors. <laughs> oh, like, my God. They took care of you, but they wanted to teach them a lesson. They was like, I was like, what do they have against those seniors? <laughs> uh, that's how Asians are, man. <laughs> what? Horrible to our own. Really? Yes. No, that wasn't senior. I don't know if it was senior Asian. It was just seniors, period. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> trash the Asians. <laughs> She's like, we're horrible to our own. I think every race feel like that, though. Every race feel it's like... true. Every race feel and like... you know what? You know right. what? Black people need to get into... See, we don't do like this. So every race be like... Every, ra- every like race be race. embarrassed about stuff yes. that our race does. Yes. That's true. Oh, what about Asian patrons at a strip club? What are they like? I have never had no Asian patrons. Oh, okay. Never. Girl, Because I the... see them at the strip club. You do? Yeah. What strip club are you at? <laughs> it's a secret. Oh, wait a minute, because you, you but live I in do Miami, com- I right? Do, I do comedy, like, Thursday through Sunday. Uh-huh. And then I do a little stripping Monday through uh-huh. Wednesday, Monday you know? through Wednesday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You look yourself but, up? But, uh, you know, they don't know they don't know <laughs> that I do comedy, so, yeah. <laughs> I go by a stripper name. What would my stripper name be? Oh, your name would be... Uh, let me let me get a good look at you. <laughs> what your name would be? Um, Jasmine. What's the name of the? Jasmine. What's the name of you know in? Um, I'm thinking Lily. In Aladdin. You know in Aladdin, who flies with Aladdin on the flying carpet? Who's the girl? Pocahontas. Is it Pocahontas. I don't know. I'm so stupid. <laughs> no, it's not Pocahontas. <laughs> <laughs> you stupid I'm like you been you like you're so stupid. I don't know. I don't you're be so watching stupid. that shit. Uh, let me see. What's Aladdin's wife's name? I'm gonna Google yes, it. Yes, please Google Aladdin's it. Aladdin's wife. Was he married? 
Aladdin Sultan. Princess Jasmine. I was right. Oh, you were right. We'll okay. See. Okay, when I start stripping, I mean... That's you, it. All right, if you ever see an Asian stripper named Jasmine... Named Jasmine, it's It you. might be me. It's you. <laughs> you got your back on the Jasmine, huh? I would be Jasmine. That's a good stripper name, right? Yeah, I think you'd be. Mm -hmm. Do you think I could be a good Jasmine? Uh, I don't know. I think... Wait, I have <laughs> I one question. The reason I why I haven't... Laugh. Uh... I haven't been a stripper is because, like, you'd have to wear heels, and that hurts your feet. Yes, it does. Like, how do you survive working in those conditions with with those heels on your feet all day, all night? Um, you don't, you have sets, so you're going to come back out at the 15 of the hour. Mm -hmm. You know, some people have 0 to 15, 15 to 20. 20 to, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so, so you, you rest and sit off. down, you soak your feet? Yeah. With Epsom salt or what? No, you don't soak your feet right then and there. You just when take you get the home. shoes off. Yeah. You just take the shoes off and rest backstage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because I was an extra on Ugly Betty and we all wore heels. And I w wanted to, like, talk to the union and say, listen, we're wearing heels, these guys. They don't have to wear heels all day, walking around on this set and this fake magazine floor. We should be getting, we should get a bump for wearing heels. Yeah. That's equality in Hollywood. Pay us, if I have to wear heels, pay me more, because my feet hurt. Yeah. Don't your feet hurt? My feet definitely hurt. That's why you shouldn't be a stripper, right? Yeah. Because you fuck up your feet. your feet. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, Del Harrison, thank you so much for doing Coup and the Gang. Thank you so much for having me, Coup and the Gang. Yes. This was fun. Um, do you want to out any secret listeners to my podcast that you know of? <laughs> yeah, I want to out Matt Richards out <laughs> this joint. Out this joint, Matt Richards. Oh, shit. I wouldn't even know you had a podcast until he told me he was jerking off to you at the end. It's like, I'm just joking. He didn't say all that. <laughs> Matt is my homie. My God, I love Matt so much. Oh, my God. Yeah, Fucking yo. Fucking hilarious. Hilarious. Dude, did you ever out anybody else? No, this is the first the time. The first out? But this is going to oh, become a tradition, tradition now. Straight up. You got you to gotta out somebody at the end. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> All right. That's the new stipulation for my new, for my guest from now yes, on. You have you to gotta, out somebody. You got to out somebody. Of who you heard about my podcast from. Yeah. Okay. So, people can find you on Twitter and Instagram at I am Del Harrison. Yes. I am Del Harrison. And find me everywhere with that uh, tag at I am Del Harrison. Okay. Perfect. Thank you so much. Yeah. Welcome to the end of my podcast. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Del Harrison. Follow her at I am Del Harrison. She is fucking nuts, um, stripping her way out of a law firm. If I was one of the other strippers, I would have been like, "Bitch, why don't you get your ass back into that law firm?" God damn it!
All right, so I have some announcements to make. You guys, if anybody lives in San Francisco and produces a comedy show there, I have a wedding to go to that I want to go to, but a friend of mine from college, but I don't want to go to because it costs a lot of money. But if I could do a show out there, hit me up, okay? Kuinthegang at gmail.com. And maybe I could set up a show that will help defer the cost of the wedding in October. Let me know, all right? Announcements, announcements. Okay, August 31st, I'll be in Sunrise, Florida at the Sunrise Civic Center with Donnell Rawlings. September 15th to the 18th, I'll be at Harvey's Comedy Club in Portland, Oregon. October 6th, I'm at the Apollo Theater in Harlem, New York City. All right. All right.